I'm glad to be here today. I'm very much excited by, uh, for God having allowed me to come and to be part of this church service. I want to thank uh, Pastor Kel and his beloved wife for inviting me. They are my good friends. And I also don't want to forget my, my friends that, had, that God had allowed to use to bring this connection, um, Kim and David. Thank you very much. God bless you. Uh, I want to thank this church for continuing supporting us, supporting what we are doing back in Kenya. Um, I'm a pastor, a senior pastor of a church that is, that is in right, right in the slums of Nakuru, Kenya. Um, last year, no, this year in January, God was able to bring um, Pastor Kel and the team from here, and they, they really blessed us, I'm telling you. They were able to speak to our church and even to the uh, women's conference that uh, I had organized for them, and they left us so much encouraged. And my wife was telling me, please, when you go to America and you meet Pastor Kyle, please tell him to come back with his team again. Pastor, I just want to tell you that God really used you. You don't know, but God really used you. And I want to thank you because of being so faithful when you heard the voice of God speak to your heart that you should come to Africa. You did not hesitate. You decided to come, and because of that, you allowed God to use you, I'm telling you. And uh, we want you to come again. We really want you to come again. Sister Kim, we want you to come again. And thank God for you so much because of what God is doing through your life. <laughs> um, oh, the pictures? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking through that. Oh, I can see the picture again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides having a church that I'm pastoring, I do have the orphans that we are supporting, 21 orphans. God was able to speak to my heart to, you know, to start this orphanage. The name of the orphanage is called Emmanuel Orphanage Home. And uh, we started with one child. Her name is Jacinta. And before that picture comes, I just want to explain something concerning that building. Oh, thank you. You see, her name is that, that little girl. Her name is Jacinta. She's the first girl that we brought to uh, our orphanage. In fact, we did not like, we started to, we, we brought her to our house when God spoke to my heart to, you know, to start this orphanage. And she used to stay with us until when we decided to, um, um, to rent an apartment for, for the rest of the orphans. Jacinta, right now, she's grown and she's, she's, uh, uh, she's in a high school in Nakuru, Kenya. Uh, that is her. You can see the big difference. And that's the reason why I really want to thank you so very much for supporting us. You see, I was telling my wife that without the support of God's people like you that we normally receive, it could be very, very difficult for us to do what you are doing for, for these children that did not have a hope before. But now they do have hope because of the grace of God. And uh, God bless you for, for your support. You can see uh, Jacinta, she has, she's having like a, a bright and shiny face and she looks happy and she knows that at least uh, in the future 
she'll be able to get a good job because of the education she is currently receiving. So uh, God bless you very much. I would ask uh, my dear friend to, 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 to go back to the building. To the pictures of the building, okay. This building is gonna be for the orphans and it will house 85 orphans when it's done. The Bible says that we should not despise days of small beginning. My, my, my real vision is to, to support 200 orphans in the future. And we had been praying and trusting God for 10 acres of land. And uh, you know what? God blessed us with half an acre of land and, and did not want to complain. Because we should, we, we, I'm not supposed to despise the small blessings that God's, God brings on my way as I wait for the big blessing. And I believe that God, by his grace, he, he will bless us with 10 acres of land and we'll be able to do some cultivation and plant some crops and vegetables and, um, and, and, and raise chicken, do some poultry. And we're gonna, from the chicken, we'll have like um, um, eggs and we'll, we'll be able to sell part of the eggs and the remaining part of the eggs will be food for the orphans. We are going to, uh, to keep cows to raise cows or keep cows? Anyway, I hope you you're really understanding me. <laughs> uh, I was telling my friends, my friends when we were at the restaurant that the English that I speak, I'm telling you it's just a miracle from God. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a miracle from God. Because people of my standard back in Kenya, they cannot com I mean, communicate in English because of where they they were able to reach with their education. But me, I give God the, the glory. Because at least you're really, you're able to understand what I'm saying, is it? Is that true? Yes. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. So um, we, we want in the future to be self-supportive. Self-supportive by, okay, the, uh, the, the reason why I'm saying that we want in the future the orphanage to be self-supportive. Uh, when God bless us with just 10 acres of land, we're going to be able to uh, raise chicken, do some poultry, that is. Sell part of the eggs, and the remaining part of the eggs from the chicken will be food for the orphans. We are going to, um, to keep cows. The cows will produce some milk. We're going to be selling part of the milk, and the remaining part of the milk will be food for the orphans. We shall be doing some cultivation, plant some crops and vegetables. And during the harvest, harvest time, we'll be able to sell part of the crops and the vegetables, and the remaining crops and the vegetables will be food for the orphans. I want to repeat again, this, this building will be able to house 85 orphans. You see, we do have a lot of orphans in Nakuru, Kenya, not only in Nakuru, Kenya, all over Kenya. And most of these children, they are, they've lost their parents through HIV and AIDS. Their parents died. And they live on the street. Some of them, I mean, they're leading. I mean, most of them, they're leading a very, very difficult life. On the street or in the street, they don't have food. They scavenge for some food on the trash can. And when they don't get no food on the trash can, they have like, um, they normally sniff glue 
And the reason why they sniff glue, they want to fill their empty tummy with some gas. And the gas is messing up their, their brain, and they don't think right. And so, me and my wife, we are praying that before the, the, the devil damages the brain of these children that live on the street, we should rescue them and make them to have a place to stay. There is a boy by the name um, Kevin. Kevin is one of the orphans, but by the grace of God, he was able to complete high school and he has got a job. Kevin came to the orphan. Uh, he came back to see me at my house, and he was having some money on his hand. And he told me, uh, they call me Baba. Baba is a Swahili word for father. I want to bless you with this money. I told him, Kevin, keep it. Please keep it. And then he told me, no, please take it. He said, please keep it. Please take it. And then finally, I took it. And he told me, you know what? If it were not God using you to help me, I could not be the way I am right now. And because God was able to use you to be a blessing to me, I decided to come and plant by giving you this money. Well, I did use the money to, you know, to help to buy some little food for the orphans. And I really thank Kevin for, 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 for that. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm going to share with you the word of God. And I'm going to be very, very brief. I'm going to read Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. I think from the first verse. see properly. Please, you'll bear with me. Amen. God is good all the time. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, I'm telling you. And I can feel the presence of God in the house today. And I believe that God is uh, has brought all of us here to, to encourage us. He wants to speak to our hearts. How many believe that God wants to speak to our hearts? All right. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up to, to, together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily, at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Amen. Excuse me to remove my glasses. My topic today 
And what I'm going to share with you is this. You can give what you have. If you don't have nothing, you cannot give. I remember the first time that I came to America and uh, I was visiting a friend that God was able to connect, connect me with uh, in Carthage, North Carolina. And I remember it was, it was in summer. Uh, I was raking some leaves at the backyard of this friend's house. And I saw a little snake. I'm telling you, this, this was my first time to kill a snake in America. Oh, yeah. And I, when I saw this small snake, like moving, because I did not have an, an experience of killing snake, I was asking myself what method I'm going to use to kill the snake. And I decided to pick a, a rock, and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm going to kill this small snake. <laughs> and I threw the rock towards the snake, and it missed the target. <laughs> By the grace of God, the snake did not move. It was like lifting its head and looking at me like that. And I picked the second rock, threw it over the, uh, towards the snake, it missed the snake. By the grace of God, I got a new idea to kill the snake. And I said, I'm going to use the, the wreck. The wreck? The wreck. All right. And I moved close to the snake. And I said, I'm going to kill it in the name of Jesus. The snake was a little one, a tiny one. I said, okay, even, even though this snake looks so small, so little, I will not have compassion over it. Because if I do a mistake and leave the snake go, this snake will grow to be a big snake. And it will be a danger. It will be dangerous to the people that live around that area. So I decided to use the wreck and I killed it. After I killed it, I was so thankful to God. I told God, thank you for enabling me to kill the snake. And they continued to do the wrecking. And I saw another snake, a small one. And I killed it using the wreck. After I killed, after I killed these two snakes, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And the Holy Spirit told me, you've done good, my son. The reason why you've done good... You decided to kill the snake even though the snakes were too small. You never had compassion toward these two snakes. And the Holy Ghost told me, there are a lot of God's children that have allowed some small sin to operate within their hearts. And they are saying that this, this sin is not a, is not a serious one. It's not a big scene before the eyes of God. I mean, I can embrace it in my heart. Yes, I do have friends that have hurt me. 
but I'm not going to forgive them. I'm going to embrace it inside of my heart and forgiveness. And let me tell you, when you embrace unforgiveness inside of your heart, pretending, to be, to pretending that that sin is so small, so tiny, it will grow and it will bring, it will make, it will bring bitterness into your heart. And let me tell you, uh, according to um, some scientists, they are saying that bitterness, if you're not careful, it will lead you to have some sickness. Bitterness. It will cause you to have sickness in your body. And people are dying because of sickness. You can die because of having cancer. You can die because of having stroke in your body. You can die because of various kinds of sickness and disease that is taking place in your body. And the reason why some sickness and disease gets into our body because of sin. And it kills us. Are you really getting the point? I decided to kill two tiny snakes because if I could let them go, they could grow up to be big snakes and they could kill people in the, at the, uh, in the neighborhood. I'm talking to people here that God loves so very much. And God for sure wants to do something within your life because he loves you so very much. And because he sees the inside of you, he sees your heart and he knows that there is something that him, God, would want to fix inside of your heart. And if you don't allow him, you're going to open door to the devil and the devil will come and destroy your life. And that's not the will of God for you. David did not want to heed sin to, into his heart. He told God to check him out if he has hidden any sin inside of his heart. And he was quick to repent. Amen? Let me tell you something. All of us are special vessel that God would want to use. All of us. We are special vessel. And God always wants to use a clean vessel. Sometimes the enemy or the devil gets um, get a chance to pin us down because we neglect to go into the closet and take our time in prayers asking God to lead our footsteps. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I remember um, when I was sharing this incident with some of my friends here in America, I was telling them uh, that in Africa, I see a lot of miracles. I see God through his son, Jesus Christ, healing the sick. And this friend of mine was telling me, Pastor Ismail, the reason why God is 
healing so many sick people in Africa is because demons in Africa did not go to school. But demons in America are well educated. They behave really good. I told him, listen, the devil that is tormenting people in Africa is the same devil that torments people in America. He told me, you know what? The reason why God is not in the business of healing the sick people in America is because we do have very good doctors and they know how to treat really good. And in Africa, you don't have good doctors. Well, I told him, no, I don't think, I don't think it's true. You've missed the point. The doctors in America are very, very limited. I'm telling you, there was a lady that I prayed for uh, in Charlestown, Charles, Charlestown, Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. She was in the hospital. One of our friends came to me and told me, Pastor Ismail, I would like for you to go with me and pray for my friend at the hospital. She's very sick. So we went to the hospital. We found her uh, in one of the wards, uh, 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 resting at, on, her, on, her, uh, on her bed. And uh, I told her, what's the problem? And she told me, um, I've got some problem in, in, my, in the vein that takes the blood to the heart. And there is a big complication in my heart. I mean, there is no blood that is flowing really in, into my heart. And the doctor, when they checked me up, they told me that they cannot do the surgery in my heart to open up this vein. And they told me if they open up the vein, if they do the surgery in my heart and they open up the vein, I'm going to die. Okay, I told her, all right. I've got another doctor that I want to, to introduce you to. His name is Dr. Jesus Christ. And you're not going to pay him no money. And if you, allow, if you allow me to lay my hands upon your sick body, Dr. Jesus is going to heal you. And because she was so sick and she, she was so desperate, she needed some healing. She needed some help. And here I was introducing her to Dr. Jesus. She allowed me to lay my hands upon her sick body. And I commanded sickness to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. And after I was done with prayers, praying for her, I told her, believe that Jesus has touched you. Okay, the, the following day, after, we, after, after I prayed for her, I, I, told her, I told her that Jesus has healed you. And when the doctor comes to check you up, please ask the doctor to go and, uh, and, and uh, take a picture on your heart with the x-ray. So when the doctor came, the, she, she told the doctor, please, if you can allow me, to, if you can allow again, I go to the x-ray room to be, you know, for a picture to be taken on my heart and see what has happened? So if the when the oh, okay the doctor came and then she took this lady to the X-ray room, the picture was taken, and the doctor was so so much surprised because the nerve that was blocked, the doctor saw the blood moving. 
And a few days later, this lady was discharged from the hospital. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still in the business of healing the sick. There, was, there were two ladies in North Carolina that were having cancer. I'm telling you. And uh, when I was praying for the sick, they came to be prayed for. I prayed for them. And when I, when, uh, last year when I, when, I went back to, uh, when I came back to America and I went back to that church, they came to me and they, they told me, you remember, are you able to remember us? I said, I cannot remember you. And she told, and they told me, uh, we are the, uh, uh, we are among the people that you prayed for, and we were, um, our, we were having cancer. They were telling me that, and after you prayed for us, the cancer was gone. The cancer was gone. So God is so good all the time. Amen. It's a good God. He's a good God. The reason why sometimes we belittle ourselves and we tend to think that God has got special people that he can use, that's the reason why he cannot use you. But I want to tell you that you are also special before the eyes of God. The reason why you are so special is because of this. It's because of Jesus Christ that lives from the inside of you. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And when I'm coming to the conclusion of my short preaching, there was a lady from this country. She went to, with, with her pastor to Asia for a mission. And uh, according to this story, it was a true story. When they were when the pastor was done with preaching, he called the sick people to be prayed for. And uh, amongst the people that came forward to be prayed for was a man with a short hand like that. His short, the, the hand was like that. And he was among the people on the line. The Holy Ghost spoke to the pastor to ask that lady who was amongst the team, amongst his team that went to, uh, to Asia to come and pray for this withered pastor, for this pastor that was having a withered hand. She told her, I want you to rise up and come and lay your hands upon this man that has got a withered hand. And she was like, no, pastor, I cannot do it. I've never prayed for any sick person. I fear. I don't want to try and do something that's going to fail. The pastor told him, who told that's going to fail. God is going to use you today. And she said, no, pastor, I don't want to try. The pastor told him, just, just get up. Come and lay your hands. And she was like having some little doubt. But she but, but by the words of her pastor, she decided to get up, get up from her seat and she laid a hand upon this pastor that was having a withered hand. And God's power of healing 
was in the house. And God was able to use this little girl. And after she prayed for this man, the hand was like stretched, was able to stretch. And it was totally healed in Jesus' name. So as I come to the conclusion, I just want to tell all of us that God is able to use you. Starve your doubt by your faith. The Bible says without faith we cannot please God. Every one of us, God wants us to operate in faith, to walk in faith, and God will be able to use you. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. I want all of us to stand on our feet. I'm going to have a very quick prayer and then I'm going to be done. All of us to lift up our hands before the Lord. Maybe you're here and you're sick. And you need a touch from God. I want you to believe with me. You could be sick in the spirit. Or you could, be, you could be sick in your body. You could be having a child back, back at your house who is sick. It could be your father. It could be your mother. Your brother and sister. I want you to stand on the gap on behalf of whoever that is sick that would want God's healing hand to touch him. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing is impossible before your presence. I want to thank you because you're right here with us, oh God. And you want to touch each and every one that has got some problem. Could be a sickness in the body. Father, I pray that you, that you may release your healing power upon that sick body in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority and power to rebuke every works of the enemy against God's children that are represented in this church today. In Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for increasing the faith of your sons and daughters that are here with us today. Father, I pray even for those that are sick back at home, could be in the hospital, and their, and, their, and their friends or their brothers and sisters or parents are right here in this church are, are standing on the gap on, on behalf of them. I pray that you may touch them, O oh God, and you may heal them wherever they are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so very much. And God bless you.